All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're back with uh, another episode of Fake Radio uh, through Zoom. We got a we got the candle going. Uh, late night, late night vibes here. Um, you want to introduce yourself? We got the new guest here. What's going on, everybody? I go by Eche Zona, recording uh, artist from the city of Boston. It's a pleasure to be here, man. Thank you for having me, bro. Yeah, one hundred percent. Um. So, what music did you grow up listening like when growing up, little kid? What what music did you listen to? What your parents play for you? Um, so Nigerian music. Um, yeah. I'm of Nigerian descent. Mm-hmm. So growing up, it was always Nigerian music. Nigerian music is uh, is literally the foundation for everything that I do now. Mm-hmm. Um, happened to performing to you know even belting out melodies and stuff like that. Um, I used to grow up imitating what I would see on the TV when they showed us music videos. Um, so it was that, and then jamming 94.5, you know, Boston yeah. radio, uh, mm-hmm. everybody from the city knows what that meant yeah. uh, as a kid. So I grew up listening to that and there are hits and melodies that are still stuck in my head from just a younger age that I admired and they stuck. And so yeah. that was, that was my foundation, my foundation basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And, um, so how that, those musical influences transition into you rapping, singing all that, all that stuff. Um, so, uh, what it was is I, I was just very big on, you know, there's a saying they say about like life imitating art. Yeah. And I, in real time, in real life, Mm -hmm. would just dance along to what I saw. If I saw somebody cool in the video, I would do it. Um, you know, just in my own living room, in my own space, in front of the mirror, Mm -hmm. like them on the screen. Yeah. So... Lo and behold, when I started realizing that I had a knack for rapping and freestyling, I got to put my own touch, my own spin on what I grew up seeing, what I grew up hearing. And, you know, it was until I started getting on stage and performing and getting comfortable that I realized like, yo, this was to me all along. You know, everything that I was so in love with, everything that I was so fascinated with from the artists to how they moved, you know, how they even just how they moved their hands or how they displayed their, their, creative process online like that to me was impressive so yeah yeah and so were you did you like start like freestyling in front of your friends and then it transitioned into performing and stuff like that yes sir i was at the boys and girls club that was where i had my start um with music as a Mm -hmm. you know as an artist so i would freestyle with my friends and they weren't very good we were just like putting words together and then i started and was like, yo, you can really spit. Like, what? Mm-hmm. You know? And, and then lo and behold, um, it became it became my passion, it became my life, it became my journey. So that's what's up. So you got the new project out, uh, self care. Yes, sir. So when we had Clark on the show, you were there and I mentioned the B tape to him and he was like, Oh, Eche is getting on that. And so here we are. Here we are. Yeah, yeah, you know. Um, so did he make his, his beat tape? Like, um, before you decided to get on the project, he released it before. Mm-hmm. So, he- uh, so the self-care beat tape, mm-hmm. he had put out. Yeah. Never told him anything about, oh, I'm about to, no, it was just, he put it out and I was listening to it, you know, I was supporting. Um, and so it got to a point where uh, freshman year at the same school with him, mm-hmm. I had been listening to it in my free time and just, you know, scribbling down notes. I was going through a tough time adjusting to the new climate. Yeah. Um, dealing with my own personal things and mm-hmm. uh, you know it became therapy just writing out to those beats so eventually I got to a point I was like yo Clark man we gotta set up a studio session I got something Word. 
I got something. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he he had made it in his Instagram post. He made it a point to like invite artists who wanted right, to right. be on it. Yeah. Do it. You know, and a lot of people don't seize opportunity. Like yeah. I, so I went ahead and did it in two sessions. The first half and then the second half. Done. Was left to mix and mastering, and then we said, "Look, like this is gonna be dope." Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, and, and that's that's honestly. I could go into depth about that rollout, but man, that's one of the that's the best rollout I've ever done for anything. It was yeah. really the first in depth rollout about like you know taking a risk. We decided we was gonna put it all out in one. Mm-hmm. That was that was a risk we took. Yeah, and it came out great. So yeah, no, I think I have about like six thousand five hundred songs saved onto my phone. I think the the full self care thing is I think the longest longest song on my <laughs> my thing. So right. You won with that. Thank you, man. <laughs> yeah, nah. Um, and so you talk about like rollout and stuff like that, cause you you have the the tape like in all separate songs. Yep. yep. And you released that like right before everyone got quarantined. Did that like impact that, the rollout or? That's the craziest part. Yeah. It, um. You know, we I didn't see it coming. Yeah. I was just excited that. Uh, I was excited that I got to put that out before, um, you know, I went on spring break and I actually happened to, I just recently signed this, uh, this deal. Um, I'm being managed now by this team, um, under the name of Comatose Records. Okay. Shout out to them. But yeah, so I, my whole plan was to just get this music out before I signed with them. Um, yeah. now they're going to be, you know, really pushing me to the next level and, um, they're gonna give a promotion and marketing strategy that I'll never be, I would never be able to give by myself. Word. So I, my whole goal was getting it out before then. Before mm-hmm. I sign, let me get it out before then so it's not an issue. I can, you know, this will be like my last independent release for a while. Anything else you hear out from me will be from SoundCloud. But yeah, yeah. Uh, lo and behold, that project, for it to come out before quarantine, new people saying like, wow, this is perfect quarantine music. That was great. Yeah, it's literally called self-care. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, and, and, and to see that even while the self, you know, the split into seven songs, like people are still bumping the one with it all together. Cause yeah. it's, a different, it's a different vibe. You know what I mean? Like that, yeah. that, came, that came pure. And you know, even me and Clark just joking on the outro like that, was, yeah. you know? So um, yeah, nah, not to talk yeah. to you. That was, that was definitely perfect timing. And I, I can't, I can't credit nobody else. But, yeah. Listen, so. See, fun fact though is that when um, when you release it all all in multiple parts was the same week that we were originally gonna do the uh, the interview. Yes. And I was like, word, perfect timing. This is gonna be dope. And yeah. then everything happened. I was like, oh shit, yeah, we can't. Crazy, crazy. Yeah. No man, you never know. And um, but I'm I'm definitely glad we got to circle back and do this. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Now um, so um. You talk about, uh, you know, how writing is, I saw an interview, you talked about how writing was like therapeutic for you, songwriting was therapeutic. Uh, and you talk about on the first uh, song on the uh, the tape, um, you want to get more uh, in depth in your kind of write, writing process that how you have like rituals or anything you do? Um, it's a great question. I think yeah. honestly speaking, um, I have a book that I usually write all my rhymes in. Yeah. If I don't have that book on me, I'm writing in my notes app. Mm-hmm. Um, so, honestly, man, these days it's just writing cool ideas. Out of nowhere, I'll come up with this dope metaphor or this dope play on words that I have to jot down as soon as I can. Um, mm-hmm. 
these like bursts of like creativity that come out the out the blue. Um, writing for me is um, is just me jotting in real time like everything that's going on. Um, doesn't matter what, as long as it's pure, as long as it's true and it's authentic, and I can actually talk about it. So, writing for me is everything. Writing saved my life, man. I, I can't tell you how much like, especially in these walls, like you know, not being able to go out and stuff exactly. like that, like, man. The things I've been, you know, I, I recently tweeted like one song a day. Like that's yeah. my goal. Like every every day, it's one thing or another where like I've been able to write down at least whether it's a verse or something. Exactly. Sometimes I hit creative walls, but you know, I I'm I go through a lot of emotions. I'm happy yeah. and I want to write something. Uh, uh, a girl got me mad. I gotta write something. It's yeah. my best way, man. Mm-hmm. Like it's the most it's the most fruitful way because I don't lose. Like that's always my bounce back from anything. Mm-hmm. I end up making a great song that somebody else can relate to and feel and go to sleep like enjoying. I win. So yeah, yeah. yeah I'm thankful for writing, man. Yeah. No. Do you? So how many? Like you don't have to say like specific numbers, but how many? Like did more? Do more people listen to the full full thing or? Do more people listen to like each song? It's a great question. Yeah. So I, I, I literally go on uh, Apple Music, yeah, um, and see like you know based on the top songs list. Mm-hmm. And based on the top songs list, the All in One is at the top. Yeah. Um, above there's there's a feature that I did that is the top song in total. Right. Like mm-hmm. when it comes down to what's next, self care, the whole thing, yeah. seamlessly crafted is on the 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 top. So I was like, wow. Yeah. No, I wow. saw that. Yeah that for me was really impressive that said mm-hmm. a lot like i knew the self the separation would be great you know a yeah. lot of people it was a risk man like people were like what the hell like i gotta skip to get to my favorite part like whatever but it had to be delivered to you in that way i remember yeah. telling clark too like yo bro we gotta put it all in one he's like dog why don't you do it separate first and then put it all in one and then make i was like no we gotta take we have to take control as the artist and say you have to sit with this whether you skip it, whether you don't want to find, but you gotta sit with this. Yeah. Marinate. And then I'll give you guys the graciousness of yeah. being to choose whatever separately. Like that was me taking a risk and saying, like, yo, you, you gotta feel it all in one. It's, a, it's all big creative expression. Yeah. Said it best. Happy Eche, sad Eche, angry Eche, funny Eche. It's, it's all yeah. a collage. So yeah, yeah. At one point, yeah. No, the 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 last time I can remember an artist doing that was you are you familiar with uh, Denzel Curry? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah with yeah. uh the blood in blood out tape. Okay, okay. Yeah, I he haven't just, heard that. He did all the it's YouTube exclusive. Okay. Or it's wow. like it's not it's not on streaming services, but yeah, it's just it's a twelve minute thing. So you, yeah, no, it's it's what's up. Yeah. Um do you think that like because a lot of your songs are like about a minute long, two minutes. Do you think that like short songs are kinda underrated or are they like you know? Very underrated. And that's why I was cool with doing it the way I did. You know, yeah. like, oh, you want it longer. No, you don't. No, you don't. Shut yeah. up. You haven't, you haven't listened to it all the way through yet. Like, yeah. there's so many. That's the thing, too. In the little one minute, there's so many bars and plays on words that you have not caught yet. Yeah. Still to this day, I'm getting hit with, like, yo, I just heard what you said in that shit. And yeah. so it's like, now that I realize, like, yo, we love the three minute, four minute songs. I know if I heard a one minute song from somebody like drake or kendrick or cole i'd be mad because you know i love hearing them like go like 10 minutes in deep into bars but it's like that was me capitalizing on the attention span of people i'm saying i'm gonna make a fool of you guys out of the the attention span that you guys have because you guys claim y'all want the long songs or whatever but y'all not even in the glimpse of moments let me see what y'all can take out of it y'all haven't even sat with it yet 
You feel me? Uh-huh. So that was me saying um, all in one, it's 16 minutes. It's too long. Separated, it's too short. You can't win. <laughs> you yeah, no, exactly. So, yeah. so that's why I was like, it was cool. It was cool and it was a test for me. Yeah. Like now, even if I were to perform these songs, it's dope because I can take certain songs like Collage and make, you know, make a little, a brief capsule in time of what the whole thing is. You get what I'm saying? So I had a show, they gave me like five minutes. I can squeeze three songs into one set and it'll tell a story of its own. Exactly. You know, that's what I think is cool about it. Yeah. No, people really like kind of expect like m- like extreme like opuses of like just long thing like cinematic things for like albums, but like it's so much easier to make a cohesive project when it's just like a shorter shorter thing. Yeah. Yeah. I've been yeah, telling man. people that for a while. Sure. Um, yeah. So you have like a, a very kind of specific tag that you kind of do in, in your songs. How did you come up with that tag? When did you come up with that? Um, so easy to the H E and nobody do it better. Um, yeah. some people say ain't nobody, some people say and nobody. I say and nobody, but it works either way. Yeah. Uh, just for grammatical sake. But it was uh my first song um under under my name. Like, you know, I, everybody in my neighborhood, um at my boys and girls club, they call me Obama. And long story short, that was just a nickname they gave me for, you know, around the time Obama was running for president. They noticed like I had a knack for speaking, you know, mm-hmm. I'm an orator. So that stuck. And so that was what I was being called when I would rap on stage. That was what I was being called when I was performing. So my first single called Controversial, that was like my first introduction as me, the artist, it was Eche. Like I was going by Eche. So um that was the intro. That line that I said was was the intro. Yeah. And so it stuck. It became a tag that I consistently used and used and used. And I was like, this is kind of sticking and now everybody when they see oh you see today like, you know what I mean like mm. nobody do it but it's become a it's become a thing it's become a a phrase of its own life of its own so I I, I think it's cool because having a slogan like you're ill if you got a slogan like Metro Boomin wants some yeah. like, that's ill so I think that's yeah, yeah that's yeah, about that shit, yeah um so you go to UMass Lowell now currently I do, I do. yeah are you what, what year are you I am, uh, well, I just finished my freshman year, so. Oh, wait, wait, wait. yeah, okay. Okay, okay, so you're a little younger than me and Clark. Yeah, is, how is, has that been, diff- like, how, has it been a positive difference, like, transitioning into that, or a, a negative difference? I gotta give Lowell credit just for the fact that they gave me self-care. Self-care. Yeah. And it wasn't based off of the experience of Lowell, I, I was only, like, two months in, so, but it was a rough start. Mm-hmm. And so I think it was just, it was more... I think it was more just me reflecting back on like, you know, I'm out of high school now, but I'm here. You know, it's kind of taking on a new identity. If you notice in any of my music prior, like I didn't really swear like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when you're recording the Boys and Girls Club with the requirements that you can't swear, which is great. What that did for me now is amazing. But mm-hmm. now this is a record. This is my first body of work where like you hear it. Like if my parental advisory logos on the album, y'all hearing me raw and in and, and depth. That was what it was. Lowell brought that out of me. Um, I was I was by myself. I didn't even have a roommate um, in Lowell when I was first uh, there. So yeah. what that did for me was different. Yeah. So, Where'd you go to high school? Uh, Weston High. Yeah. Uh, okay. yeah. Well, so, yeah. Yeah, bro. I, I, I definitely, I'm getting adjusted to Lowell though, to answer your question. I'm getting adjusted. 
uh, it was gonna be great spring semester because I had just been now like making new friends and stuff. But yeah. Corona, here we are. But yeah, it'll get better. It real, you, so you can't swear. You're not allowed to swear in songs that you record at the Boys and Girls Club. Yeah, yeah. Okay, um, I yeah. was, I was wondering that because I just noticed that like, yeah, like met like people who I listened to who like went there, like I noticed like like now because like a lot of them are like my age or like around my age i'm like oh they're swearing now like yeah 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 i was definitely a growth switch and that's the thing too is um it's tough because my parents you know they listen to self-care mm-hmm. uh, because my sister was amazed by it my brother was amazed by it and so yeah. i was climbing they show my parents but i'm just like yeah i know they're not gonna get it that's the tough part about being nigerian or any ethnicity and putting on your parents like you know hip-hop when they're not understanding it yeah. yeah, the swears, they don't really get what's going on. They don't get the, the pain and passion behind it. But right. it's it comes naturally. I don't swear just to swear, but it's like, you know, I remember beginning told, like, bro, like, your music's cool, but, like, we just wish you sweared more. Um, and so I already told you that. They, they kind of put me in a list of, like, Kids Bop and Disney. And now it's like I'm letting the, the pen flow, you know, yeah. if, it comes, it comes. if it doesn't, it does. I'll still make a whole song, and it'll, you won't have here one swear, and it'll still bang. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's kind of. No, that's interesting because at least from my experience with Clark and going to high school with him, while he was making music, he would like perform at all the assemblies and everything because his music didn't swear, so it was like convenient for him. Right, exactly. Same same for me. Yeah, Um, that that was a a plus. So yeah, I definitely feel that. No, it helps out. Um, and also I've noticed, you know, how you say that, like the, the swearing and your, that stuff comes naturally. I, I noticed that like when you're ad-libbing or kind of when you're talking in your songs, like in the break of in one of your songs, um, it's like, it's very natural. Cause a lot of people like don't know what to do when they like get on the song, like to like introduce the like rapping, they're like, oh, hey, I'm, you know, it's like, how, how have you kind of developed that like kind of natural way of, of transitioning and stuff like that? Um, I think just... I was always taught by my mentor that uh, there shouldn't be a dull moment when you're on stage. Yeah. I thank God for my talent of freestyling because in moments where I've forgotten my lyrics or something mm-hmm. like, you know, something of distraction, I've been able to tap into that and people will never know. You know, yeah. like the show continues to go on. So I think also I, I got to credit my father. My father, um, you know, he is an MC at the Nigerian events that are held. Okay. He's very good with speaking. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was also a songwriter. The songs that we sang in our church, you know, the youth choir that I was in growing up, he wrote some of those songs. And so that power of speaking, that power of being able to connect, like that was always from him. My mother was shy, but you know, I think a lot of the morals that I was speaking about came from her. So it's like, it's like a combination of those two. And what my mentor told me of just like, keeping the people engaged and entertained mm-hmm. so yeah that's what's up um so who are your um favorite favorite artists right now right now yeah all right right now man sheesh because every time i i i think i, I always got to look at my library and see what i'm bumping because it's the yeah. usual suspects no exactly I came to a realization a while ago. Yes. How we want, man. He's yeah. one of the people that, like, I get mad when I hear Drake. When he when he drops something new, I get mad. You wanna know why? Yeah. I hear certain songs he makes like, damn. I should have came up with that shit. 
I could have came up with some other than that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like he he drives me. Like I'll, I'll come correct with like you know he'll make me want to write. Um, yeah. But yeah, so usual specs Drake, Tory Lanez is dope. Oh yeah, no amazing. Yeah. Um, who else? Uh, Lil Baby's dope. Word. It's dope. Meek Mill's dope. I'm just looking off of my library. And then there's you know mass artists, mass artists that are pushing the culture. Um, but yeah, those are just like well for what I'm seeing in my library. Yeah. Uh, Kanye, I was still mm-hmm. Yeah, that's just the rough. Uh, and uh, you uh, you freestyle in front of a very famous uh, mass artist, uh, Cousin Stiz. What was that experience? I had that come about, all that. That was a great segue. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, uh, Stiz is another another artist who I'll listen to. Yeah. And it's um, it took me a while, man. Okay, let, let me backtrack. Yeah. Freshman year of high school, I remember my friends who were in the grade above, they were playing Cousin Stiz and they were like, yo, raving about Suffolk County. Mm-hmm. Freshman year, yeah. Summer before freshman year is when it dropped. So I wasn't like, I was blown away. I'm like, mm-hmm. whatever. He's not barring it up. He's not saying I'm crazy to me. I start to listen. I start to get a hold of it. And then the following summer, he drops Monda. And that was like the soundtrack for my 2016, along with a lot of albums. That, you know, I just, I realized he was saying a lot without saying too much. Mm-hmm. And that's what I studied, was his way of saying one-liners and certain things that hit. It's the way he said it, how mm-hmm. he said it, the swag and way he said it. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, and, and realizing that, you know, he took influence from people like Gucci Mane, you know, with the the laid back cadences of trap and shit like that. That was always inspiring to me. And it's a person who's from my borough doing it. Like Dorchester, mm-hmm. you know, that, that's huge. Right. So get into freestyle for him. Clark set that up. It was after we had just won this wild and out competition at Bentley. UMass Lowell took the chip and he was a performer. Clark said, okay. yo, be backstage to meet him. So Clark had met him before and it was dope. I dapped him up, showed him love. I said, hey man, listen, I'm not about to be here trying to act like no fanboy or nothing. I'm gonna just tell you like this, bro. I appreciate what you're doing. You're putting on for kids like me. Yeah. It's like you. Yeah, just like me. And uh, I think that's dope to see a, a kid from where I'm from shine the way you're doing. Yeah. Freestyle for him. And if you could tell, like, I was, you know, I was nervous. Like, anybody else, you'd be nervous. Like, even yeah. me, you get nervous. Yeah. I'm old, but I get nervous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, I'm rapping, I'm doing whatever. And and crazy thing is his, his manager was there, Tim LaRue. And a few years back, I had remixed one of his songs. And I put like this little storyline on the cover because I was a little salty 16 year old kid trying to email Tim LaRue and Tim didn't answer my emails. Yeah. So I was like, I'm going to turn this into a song and make it a moment. Yeah. And, and that's a moment that we got to chop about in person. You know what I'm saying? Like, that yeah. was dope. This, so this kind of a, yeah, it was kind of a moment of like, you know, degrees of separation. I always got told about that. Like, you know, before you know it, you'll see how closer you get to mm-hmm. the people you admire, the people you respect. Yeah. So yeah, that was a moment. That was dope. Looked yeah, it, looked it up, chopped it up, and uh, God willing, one day we'll collaborate. Yeah. Did he, did he give you any advice or anything? Uh, it's the usual, like to keep going. Yeah. He was amazed at how you know how passionate I was, and I was coming off the top. Yeah. And um, I think uh, it, it was dope because I didn't even get to tell him, but you know, his sister was in my rap group growing up back in the day. Oh, okay. Wait. I know his sister, we went to the same boys and girls club and he went to that boys and girls club. But 
once again, you never know. It's crazy how paths collide. Like all my, all the people I call my OGs, my big brothers from the neighborhood, he's friends with, he grew up with. So yeah, it's, um, he just told me, keep going. Mm-hmm. I hear that from everybody, but you know, hearing it from him, it's like, we getting there, man. We getting there. So yeah. that's, that was, that was that. He's dope. Yeah. No, I get this from like, amongst the other mass rappers, like, I feel like they kind of go like celebrity with it, but he seems like one of the more like most humble. Yeah. From that, you know, yeah. That was dope. Yeah, yeah, that was dope to see too. His humility. Mm-hmm. Like he just seems happy to be there. You know, that's. Right. that's right. Yeah. Um. So you talked about wanting to collaborate with him. So we do. Uh. We 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 started this game on the show. So we do a dream collabs. One person you know personally, and one person who uh, you don't know personally. Two people who you want to collaborate. with. Um, would you say like from here or like in the bigger industry? Like someone who you don't know, that, that normally people do someone in the bigger industry, but people people have done some some crazy, crazy names out there. Okay. Um, so I guess Cousin Stiz was the person I, I know. Yeah. Personally. I don't want to say person, but hey, I know him now, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I'll say somebody I don't know personally. Um, there's an artist from here, his name's St. Lior. Yeah. Uh, he's fire. Mm-hmm. Um, love his album so, yeah so I actually like I remember spending that like a few weeks ago uh, getting homework done he's dope he's mm-hmm. dope Nigerian so okay. uh, it'd be dope to do one with them and uh, yeah um, I don't know if there's there's anybody else I mean Kanye West man yeah one day one yeah. day one day either he produces something I rap on or we do something together but, no, I feel that. Is he? Would you say he's your favorite artist? Yeah, man. Just like in hip hop, ever like, I just did a project on him um, and Fifty Cent because of that sales battle they had. Oh, okay. What that pop? A lot of people yeah. don't talk about that, but that that was like yeah. made it so that people like me could actually comfortably stand and, and rap. Because you know, like I, I come from the hood. I'm from here. Yeah. Oh, but I. I I grew up in a Nigerian household. I went mm-hmm. to church every Sunday. You know, yeah. I don't I don't hide that about me. Like that's in everything. But you know, I'm still aware of my environment. And so knowing that I didn't carry guns or didn't sell drugs, but still had a story that was appealing, he was one of the people. There are people who did it before him, but he took it to a point where it was like, okay, it was accepted for real. You know what I'm saying? Like, like that that I'll forever be in debt to. Like he he made it cool. I, I used to tie a flannel around my waist in the sixth grade, seventh grade to be just like him. Yeah. I wanted the pants just like him. Like yeah. you know? Yeah. Um so aside from his how he acts as a person, hey, yeah. I know the guy means well. I know he's not said some of the best things that we agree with, yeah. but we ain't gonna argue about the music, man. The music yeah. is in stone forever. So yeah. That's my musical idol. No, I'd agree. I'd, I'd say he's my favorite as well. Yeah. No. God's God's country coming out soon. Yeah, I heard about that. I heard about that. The thing is, too, is like, hey, him doing Jesus is King. I know people who who aren't much believers or whatever in the whole Christian faith. It might, it might be different. For me, being a, a Christian, it didn't hurt me. Maybe, like, I was, you know, the bar work could have been better. But, hey, I'm going to still listen. <laughs> I'm going to still listen. Because one day, like, you know, I got to... I gotta shake up the game like he's done um, over his entire career. So yeah. Yeah. Also, it was like a lot about like his mental health and stuff like that. Like I'm not Christian, but like I I fucked with it because it was about his mental health and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um. 
he does a lot of uh, singing, and so and you also do a lot of singing. I remember the first time I heard you on a song was the Boston Rise tape thing. Yep, yep, yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, doing a lot of singing on that is. You you like to incorporate a lot of singing in your in your rapping as well, yeah. Oh, uh, so here's something I uh, so my mom from Jump Street, she said something to me uh, about singing. Something that Drake told his Drake told his uh, Drake's dad told him. Uh, you know, you have such a great voice. Like, why don't you sing more as opposed to rapping? Mm-hmm. So well, I don't really know. I sing like that's not playing. Like I, I know how to hit good notes. Like you know. Um, with the help of auto tune, I'm a force, yeah. But like, not I'm I'm ill at rapping. Yeah. And people would see me perform with the auto tune mic. I remember we first got the auto tune mic at the Boys and Girls Club, and man, I would practice on that shit every day, every day. Yeah. Just practicing, seeing what Ye did, cause Ye, I seen Ye on the Easy Store do it. When okay. he did with auto tune mic, he's a force, yeah. like. Mm-hmm. Just bend the notes and you know do all that like and and I love doing that anyway. I'll be singing yeah. the songs and I'm adding extra harmonies in the back to it. Like it's what I do. Mm-hmm. I love doing it. Um, and now I'm just trying to you know invest more into my natural voice and and not be afraid to showcase that. But my mom always told me my voice was golden and I should capitalize on it. And now look at me. I'm making Afro beat records and I'm singing on all of them. And you don't hear a lick of rap like that. It's yeah. um yeah um. So yeah, I I think I think the whole thing of like listening to your mom sometimes, or like you know, don't take it for granted. She's got some points on it. Um, both my parents, like my dad, always said, "Why don't you make like Afrobeat songs too? Like you'd be a force." Mm-hmm. I was really trying to hear it because, like I said, being Nigerian or any ethnicity, and you're doing rap, they always frown upon it because they don't understand it. Even when you're pure, even when you're not swearing, they still don't get it because it's not their culture. Yeah. You know? Um. So yeah. Um, now I'm incorporating a lot of the things that they told me I should incorporate and it's making a bigger name for me now. So, yep. Yeah, no, this, this was up. Um, do you have a, a favorite song that you've done? That's a great question. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, there's this unreleased record. Okay. Uh, that's Afro Beats. Um, when the time comes, it'll, it'll be out in the world for it to hear. But I think what I did on it was special because I think it really touches base on, like the hook says, um, it's an Igbo, but basically like I'm ideally saying, paparazzi follows me, money keeps calling everywhere I go, but through it all, I'll never change. Yeah. So like, you know, that to me is important. I can't wait to reach the point that, you know, I can do all the superstar shit, but still be me. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to, st- and then be able to run into my people and they see I'm still me. Even with the money, even with the fame, even with what I'm still exactly. that to me is gonna be my greatest achievement. So, yeah. you know, people always feel left out. People always feel out, you know, out, out the mix and stuff. And so, I can't wait to reach that point where I'm 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 at that point where I can I can really be at, at the highest level, put on for my people, and still yeah. still be pure. So that was what that song is, and that's probably my favorite song I've ever done so far. Yeah, um, rap song. I don't I don't know, man. There's too many things. This, no, I feel, it's like it's like your kids like you can't can't choose out of that yeah i can't i yeah. can't i can't i love them all yeah, yeah. no nah. no nah, and uh so you got unreleased stuff what what's what's next for for Eche Zona? what what you got coming up great question um so i've been just writing in my crib i have mm-hmm. a bunch of voice memos i actually have a bunch of bunch of records that people have yet to hear yeah 
um, just from sending over voice memos and sending it to my team and, you know, them sending me back like a rough idea of what the song could be like. Yeah. Um, I'm those on my phone. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I can't wait. I'm going to be uh, taking a shift in my sound. Um, my sound's going to be a big shift. So anybody who thought self-care might have been too heavy for them, people are going to miss this self-care era because it'll be a while before you hear me like, I'll still be on features and spitting and burning it up and rapping and yeah. I'll, I'll always be right. But you'll hear a shift in my sound. I won't say too much, but it'll definitely be yeah. a, it'll definitely be a, a new era in yeah. my career. Uh, so, yeah. And don't you have a a song with Clark coming out as well? Uh yeah, Clark. Um, Clark asked me to send him a couple a couple verses. Okay. Uh, I always he he's been coming correct with his man. He's barring it up. That's another thing. Too. Clark definitely underrated as a rapper. You yeah. Know? Um, he's he's coming correct, so he's mm-hmm. he definitely brought the best out of me. But I got a couple records with him. I can't wait till when he puts it out. I think they're gonna be dope and it's hell. Clark is that guy, man. He's a he's a he's a full threat. Um, in in the city scene. So that's mm-hmm. my brother. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's that's what's up. Um, I think we covered all the all the bases here. You know that that this is up. Thank you, thank you for coming on. Thank you, thank you. Fun. Um, we got we got more stuff coming up. You know, in Fake Radio with with you. So stay tuned. Listen to Self Care on all streaming services out now. Um, yeah, no, thank you, man. All right, see till next time. Thank you.